2: Listen and subscribe to the latest season of
0: Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your
2: podcasts. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling-medical-investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. We could do this all now.
1: Welcome to episode eleven of Please Advise. I'm Malls. We are very lucky to have the wonderful Courtney Robertson back on this episode. Hi, Courtney. Hello. You wrote a book called I Didn't Come Here to Make Friends uh, with your friend Deb. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Deb Bear? Yeah, Deb is – it's actually kind of a funny story how we
0: met, um, but she's one of my best friends now. We talk every day and she knows absolutely everything about me for better or for worse. And um, But I was looking for I – had, I had actually read Drinking and Tweeting – And I was looking for, (gasps) she oh my God, I read that too. Well, Well, Deb didn't write that, but I was looking for, I was like, it kind of inspired me. And I was like, I was looking for who helped her write it because I liked the tone and like just kind of, you know, throwing it out there. And so I talked to my friend at the tabloid um, and I was like, hey, I found out that she worked for one of the, the rag mags. So I talked to my source there and I was like, I'm looking for this lady to help me write a book. She's like, I have the perfect person for you. And Deb used to work in the tabloid world. And she actually was in charge of a lot of the covers that were coming out on me at the time okay. during my season. So and she's like now, like I feel so bad and like she knows the whole story, but she was in charge of um the, Which, the bad stories coming out on me.
1: By the way, I'm gonna say, like I worked in celebrity gossip for many years. I will say that as someone that did that. I always liked the people that I was writing about. I just knew what my job was. It's just, and
0: that's why I keep telling her, like, when we were writing, like, the more she got to know me, she's like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. And she, like, came to Arizona, met my yeah. family. Like, I just gave her my diaries of, like, forever. And it'd be kind of funny. She'd be, like, circling something, like, remember what you said here about this guy? And now you're getting back with him, you know, like, that kind of stuff. But she's a dear friend for life, amazing writer. And obviously, I'm not a writer, so I, need, I needed help, and uh, we just had so much fun. We wrote it in three months, and we just sat in the coffee bean. There was nothing glamorous about it, and just we worked on it every day together, and, um, and hopefully, and it sounds like we're gonna start writing a second book, so.
1: And your New York Times bestsellers oh my god
0: we kind of laugh about it we're like oh my god like we hit it for four weeks in a row exciting like like the best like when i die they'll be like new york times best-selling author courtney died you know hopefully like you know 98 i don't know if i want to live to 100 but like you know in new york or wherever it's pretty it's pretty exciting i didn't like a dream come true i didn't even think i didn't even think
1: that would happen well it's always kind of cool because you like I don't know if you agree with this. I always shortchange myself. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that was like possible. Yeah, I don't like
0: to get my hopes up. And like, you know, they had suspected like a few people were like, well, we don't want to talk about it. But like the orders have been good, but we don't want to say it, but it could happen. And then it happened like four weeks in a row. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like the best feeling in the world. And. I'm so thankful that I had – it wasn't – you know, I had a whole team. I had HarperCollins and right. my agent, and they're all women. And I just felt really lucky to have such a good team behind me because I needed the support. It wasn't easy to pull off. So Well,
1: an autobiography, like, largely rides on your fan base and your following. And you, I think, probably had a lot of people curious about you. If you don't know, Courtney won Ben's season of The Bachelor – which is super exciting. I didn't win much. I know. But, um, but, yeah, it's, like, it's kind of interesting because you always, I don't know, I assume that if someone wins The Bachelor that they are, like, somewhat of an expert in the field of love um, just because they won out of 25 girls. Like, they all come in on a pretty much even playing field. Granted, some girls are, like, super crazy and some girls are, like, like, not that pretty. Um, <laughs> there's a variety. There's a variety. I mean, there's a variety, right? Variety is the and spice I, of life. I think you even address in the book that there's, like, at least 10 or 15 that the producers know off the bat are going to be, like, crazy.
0: I think that. I would say probably more, like, 10. 10 yeah. like 5 to 10 out of the twenty. 25 yeah, yeah that like they're just characters you know absolutely like they'll do anything and they're ready to just you know a lot of people want to be on tv
1: too yes like 50 shades of gray on sean's season i just started watching that last night i never got around to it i actually thought oh i, f- I feel bad because i'm bringing her up two pods in a row but casey b like i couldn't help but be like how dasp that like you're coming back on this and like you're not the <laughs> bachelorette and like you're just like little Chantal but like Chantal I felt like okay at least you're like to me I I had never seen anyone else do that yeah. maybe that happened before I never well, saw looking
0: it. back I hadn't either and I didn't watch religiously but like looking back I felt bad about that you know and you know, like how I acted <laughs> believe it or not. It was just a mess, you know, and there's alcohol involved. Yeah. But um I was I like I even, remember when Casey went on, I was like, Hey, good for her, like going back for round two, but it wasn't the same kind of edit that she had when she was on my season. Right. And you know, I think she like approached Sean and did the ultimate mistake. Why do these girls go to the guy and say, like, I'm worried about the girls in the house? It's like right. to me, it's like a kiss of death. It's like, and she didn't. He looked at her, do you remember? And he was like, "Um, you're acting crazy.
1: I only am two absent, but I'm not oh, surprised. Sorry. I don't, no, oh, girl, shoot. please. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. I love it, though. Because, like, by the way, I just started watching The Bachelor. This is your first episode in this series of Courtney. just started watching it this summer. And I watched the entire, like, last five seasons in the last two months of my life, which just goes to show I have so much going on and I'm doing really well. Um, (laughs) I'm obsessed with it. It's such like a human study and there's so many different different angles to it. I really have liked a lot of the the girls on it though I love that um you mentioned that Allie is a cool girl from The Bachelorette um yeah Allie Fedotowski I mean she was amazing like I had so many people chiming in on me at while my season
0: was airing and mm-hmm. you know some people didn't really bash on me and she was one of them and she gave me a chance and she met me and you know I talk in the book about Trista Sutter
1: oh what a cunt sorry part of my language <laughs> I can say that you don't have to but like she went after you. And it's like, trust you're old. Like you have kids. Like go like be with your family. Exactly. And the funny thing about it is I
0: don't know her personally. And I have never once said a bad thing about her. No. I've met her. Yeah. And I've never been nasty towards her. Yeah. And like she has continuously made me a part of her tweet banter. Like, I mean, even after my breakup, she was chiming in on my breakup. And it's like, talk about like you're heartbroken. Like that was a very painful breakup for me. And you're hearing these things like people are chiming in on your breakup. It's like it's awful. And like she was right. the last person that I wanted talking about something that was so personal to me. But right. I've n- I have don't know her. But I what I do know is that she really went after me and like said some pretty nasty things about me. And she never gave me a chance. Like when she had an opportunity to meet me, like she just treated me like, you know, like I was nothing.
1: Do you know what she reminds me of? Like this might be at least like, some sort of a metaphor. But like I feel like she's almost like one of those people – that like, was in the gold rush and she's like pouring sand into like her sieve and she's just like shaking loose all this sand and there's like nothing there for her.
0: Well I mean and that's the thing it's like you know she went on marriage boot camp and it's like you know here you are doling out like what you think you know she's so imprisoned into her beliefs like right. you know her way is the right way and and I know there's a lot of people like that but I'm very open minded and right. there's two sides to every story and that's why I wrote this book but even when people have tweeted her like are you going to read the book she's like oh absolutely not like, you've formed, she's formed this, like, huge opinion of me from a uh, highly edited television show. Right. We have mutual friends. Like, she's never given me a chance. And at this point, it's like, you know, I've never said a bad thing about her. Right. So it's like, we get it. You're perfect. Do You want a marriage boot camp. Like, <laughs> at, at some point, you would think – and by the way, her husband's hot. Yeah. A- and she's live tweeting every season. And, and, like, that's the one thing that I would say. It's like, you've got this hot husband. Like, if I had a husband like that, I would be not. – I'd be off Twitter and I'd be – Hanging out with him. And what? I probably wouldn't be watching The Bachelor. Don't they
1: kind of like not? Aren't they like, well, if you're going a marriage boot camp, like you're not happy. Just I mean, I guess they, they said in. that
0: they went on to like work, make their relationship better. But oh, okay. what? There's nothing wrong. But <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, a paycheck, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so but it's like, I don't know. I That's like the one person I feel strongly about. And like. But I don't really waste time on it. I don't know her. She was cruel to you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it was just like it was like I get it. We all have opinions, but I just like kept getting hit. And like Allie was amazing, and like there's Jillian Harris reached out to me, and like people that showed me kindness during a time when like I was like saying like you don't know what's going on. Like I had some really serious stuff going on that nobody even knows about that I haven't even put in the book. Yeah, and like I'm just getting like these like things thrown at me and it was really a dark time for me. And so the people that really were nice to me and just kind to me Mm -hmm. and not judgmental, like I will always be there for them. Like I will always have their back and like, that's just how I am. And, you know, I'm just a loyal person.
1: You should be. And I love that about you. I can sense that from you. Yeah, definitely. Like,
0: you know, and you've been nice to me and like you like, you know, a lot of people like I was controversy and like a lot of people don't want to be associated with that. And so like I really learned who my true friends were and who people like people who were just like basically not judgmental. Well, also, and that's what I want in my
1: life. Like you, thanks, Courtney. But but you know what? Like if you don't get like the reality TV process in 2014, and I know you don't like to blame the edit. You said this in the last episode. I'm sorry like there is some blame for the edit like there is and like I'll say that you don't have to say that I know I would be edited horribly I was talking about this with Chrissy the front turn earlier today and I was just saying that like oh I would be painted terribly because I like say such sarcastic things and like I would be trying to entertain myself and I like would know that the crew people were the only people like quote unquote your friends. on my level yeah and oh I want to know more about by the way how close you were with the crew but I was going to say quickly just that like you totally can blame the edit and when people are like I don't know Chris Harrison said this to you on after the final rose or whatever he was like but she did say those things like those things have. Well, we all say a lot of things and like but those anyone, girls,
0: but they're not saying is those girls were saying awful things about me. Totally. Maybe America didn't
1: see them all. I heard them all. I lived. Yes. I
0: overheard those girls talking about me. I was done trying to be friends with them. I was like, I it's not in my nature to like, OK, you don't like me. Like, I'm going to keep trying to be your friend. I'm falling in love with the guy that you're dating. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, I I didn't like them either. Yeah, and, and you didn't, didn't like go me. there to
1: make friends, Courtney. I didn't. <laughs> and, you know, those
0: girls didn't, like, they weren't that nice to me. But I think that there were things that were left out. But in the interviews, like, they were all bashing on each other. Like, if you really go back and watch the season, they were talking bad about everybody. Oh. So, but, like, what they chose to show, I mean, like, I, I've done the math. It's, like, I was filming for two and a half months. I was gone. You know, well, you film all day. The days are exhausting. Right. By the end of the night, you're you're doing okay. We're sitting here doing an interview for an hour. You're shot. You're like, oh my gosh, and I miss my family. I'm so out of touch. And um, what's actually aired is like less than a per- like one percent of what's actually filmed. Oh, so. That's what people don't realize. Like That's it's banana. It's, it's cut, copy, paste, and you know, and they make a television show, and and I don't blame that. Like I've never turned on the franchise; that never goes well. You know, no. There was a point where I almost wanted to when it was really bad, and I almost wanted. I called someone. I was like, "If this doesn't like something needs to happen." Like I feel completely right. thrown under the bus. Like I'm about to lose it, and I'm going to go to every outlet, and I'm going to just blow the lid off. The right, same. and and, and, you- and then it kind of did start changing.
1: And, well, especially when you read the book, you can go back and – because I had the great fortune of reading the book and watching the series and then doing, like, kind of doing it in concert together. And I was able to see that, like, once I kind of started to get on your side and, like, really understand where you were coming from – because, like, they did not. They, like, really set you up to lose and, like, you know, when you're just, like, at home, like, watching your – tv like with your dog like you don't know yeah. what you to believe you just, believe
0: what you see absolutely i'm guilty of it too and like you know like i watch the kardashians and you know mm-hmm. not so much anymore but you know i love watching reality tv i call it trash tv i love it you yeah. know it's mindless and you kind of form like who you like and who you're rooting for and i wasn't the one that people were rooting for and the thing that was hardest about it was i was really falling in love and i really wanted that fairy tale ending and i never got that i never got it like, even after Ben and I got past the show and we really were together for 11 months, like, even that wasn't, like, a fairy tale ending, you know? And that's why I wrote the book was to help inspire women who might need help getting out of a bad relationship.
1: Where are you and Ben at now? Like, have you talked at all? Um,
0: you know, we had kind of cleared the air last summer. I had moved to San Francisco. I was living with an ex-boyfriend of mine who I got back together with. And, and he he's great. and Nothing bad to say about him. But it was a mistake um, getting back with my ex. And, So we were like – I was up there and he reached out to me like, let's kind of clear the air. And then like a few months later, it was like around his birthday and I wished him happy birthday. And I was like, hey, you know, I don't know if – I was still close with his sister. I was like Over email or what? um, Over text. I was like, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if your sister told you, but I'm writing a book. Like I'm writing a tell-all. And I was like, if you want to talk about content, you know, you can call me. And I did the same thing with Ari. I, I did Ari after Ben mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Ari from Emily's
1: season of The Bachelor. And,
0: and I, I did. I had lunch. With, I took Ari to lunch and I sat him down. I said, like, I'm writing this book. Like, if there's anything that you really don't want me to put in there, let me know. And he was like, Courtney, put it all in. Like, it's it's our story. It's your story. You know, like, just put the truth in. Like, it happened. And and you know, so Ben never called, and so I I wrote the book. I think that he maybe underestimated me and didn't think it was going to get done. Right. But um, and then I get the email like right before it comes out, which is like kind of threatening. Like you know, I what I'm you know pretty much threatening me like about attorneys and this and that. And I was just like, hey, look, like I I. Six months ago, I told you to call me. And right. I tried to take the high road. I did. I tried to take the highest road possible given the content. Right. And I did go back and soften things for him, but it honestly could have been a lot worse for him.
1: Absolutely. It really could have. I didn't go
0: for the jugular, believe
1: it or not. <laughs> I have to say it comes up in the book like you did go easy on him, especially considering some of the things like some of the things you hinted at. Um... You know, they weren't like necessarily atrocious. I think they're things that you maybe anyone goes through in their worst relationship. But you, of course, had like your absolute worst possible scenario put on blast for like all of America and like questions pointing at you and everything. And so I do definitely like I'm not surprised that he came after you in any way. And I'm also sadly not surprised that he underestimated you because it does seem like Ben, which was not a huge surprise for me, it was like a little bit of a major snob. Yeah, definitely there is a
0: difference between us. And I think we were raised very differently. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was hard on me and he's hard. I I was with him. He's <clears throat> the way he talks about his friends. I mean, he's hard on people. And I think that that's how he was raised. And right. I am like, I don't know. I mean, we're very different in that sense. And he was hard on me. And I had never been with somebody who wasn't in my corner and tra- cheering me on. Like everything that I, I said to him, like perfect example my dad always said like never tell people your goals because they will they will always tell you why you can't accomplish them. Right. That's and it's a really good that, line. I said it to Ben and and cuz he was always everything I wanted to do like well I don't think you should, I don't think you can. So I told him that and he, his response was, "Well Courtney, sometimes maybe you need somebody to be realistic." And I was like All right, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, and like, I I wrote the book, you know, and
1: like, he probably didn't think I was capable. Right. And that's what feels, it does. I'm not going to lie. It feels pretty good. I've never seen his wine on the racks. Like, I've never, you know what I mean? Like, what's Ben achieving? And I was on his corner. I was like, realistic for him. I mean, well, he's not in that anymore, I guess. Apparently, he's not in the wine business anymore. Is he in some pyramids game? I
0: think he's in the tech
1: world now. Shocked. Oh, I'm so, oh, oh, please tell me he has an app. I'm so interested. He's got an app. Up. Um, one thing you mentioned in the book, which I thought I kind of – well, I thought was really interesting. You mentioned a lot of things that were really interesting about Ben's kind of elitist, like almost classist lifestyle. But one thing that I thought was super interesting was that he kind of had like a hipster slang to him. Yeah. And it might be
0: a San Francisco thing. I don't know. No. I've never I'm, dated a guy that like that though.
1: Pull the trigger is real. Like I say pull the trigger all the time. But I – for – there was a lot of things that you kind of touched on with him like – Speaking in a way, especially around your family, that just wasn't um, understandable. And like the the beep beep and the, you know, like in regards to anything sexy, like that to me
0: is just not sexy. I don't get beep beep. I mean, that was like, I mean, beep boner. Like I remember I sent him something sexy and like that was a response. And I was like, I, I remember once I was like, honk, honk. Question mark. Like, I've never played this game. Like, I'm used to guys that can, like, dish it out. And I remember once he's like, wow, he's like, you like a little dirty talk. I'm like, yep. And that's not something you can teach somebody. Right. And that's where, like, we were lacking in that department. Like, and I'm not a sex expert, but I do know that I know what I like. And right. I try to stay t- true to my personal preferences. And, that just wasn't clicking yeah. at
1: all. Like, Wait, is beep beep, like, get out of the way of my boner? Like, what does that mean? I
0: think it's, like, sexy. Like, you would say it, like, beep beep. And I'd be like, Ooh. like, it made me cringe. I was like, this is not cute to me. This is not sexy to me. Like, yeah. You know, like. Like
1: a Wayne's World, like, Schwing, but, like, not. Yeah, but not. And it was, like, often. And it
0: was, like, the same material. And, like, you know, and, like, I don't want to bash on him. Like, great guy. Like, not the guy for me. Like, right. Like, at all. Like. You know, and, like, I remember when we, after the Ari thing, like, he texted me and was, like, never contact me again. And, like, my first initial reaction was, like, I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't want to have, when we broke up, I didn't want him in my life. Like, some exes I do believe you can be friends with. Yeah. He wasn't even a good fiancé to me. Like, I was like, I'd never had any I notion that we were gonna be friends.
1: It sounded like a really bad slow motion breakup. It was, it, it definitely was. And
0: like, you know, I I do like, and I remember like, I said to him like, hey, I wish you nothing but the best. Like, yeah. And, he, and then he went, like after the whole book stuff and he's like, well, that's idiotic and delusional seeing as what you're about to publish. I'm like, no, like, I really, wish you the best like right but i'm done like we don't have a relationship like you know i didn't write this to hurt him or bash him i told the truth yeah and that's the thing is you cannot write a book like this and lie like i didn't make this stuff up out of thin air i'm like i didn't mischaracterize anything or rewrite history and you know i hopefully maybe he learned something you know i think the day that the book came out he announced that he was like living moving in with his girlfriend and i was like okay
1: you know he's his girlfriend some random
0: I think she lives like in San Fran. I don't know much about her, and like honestly, I don't care. No, I think she's a lot younger. I think she's a little mm. bit younger from what I've heard. But God bless. Yeah,
1: um, someone a little bit oh, older um. that Ben dated, who I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Do you remember I started like screaming and I was like, I know what I want to ask you. Yep. Okay, so I read um another um memoir by a woman named Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, and it was called The Day I Shot Cupid. And it's all like of her, uh, romantic, sexy tips for a fun, sexy time. Oh, and in- sexy time. She, I, she, I believe she invented vajazzling, or she claims to have invented vajazzling. And like lots of tips on like you know when it's the appropriate time to bring your like cosmetics over to a guy's house and like. Stop. Is that what
0: vajazzling is?
1: No, <laughs> vajazzling. You know what it is. What
0: do you mean? You no. know what vajazzling like, is? Like Jloing your vagina. No, vajay- it's when you like, glitter like and stuff.
1: Okay, so you know I mean, like grooming. Remember all those like cell phones that had like little crystals stuck on the back of them? Oh, she- But no. you do that with your vagina. Stop. So your vagina is like a little disco ball, and you like walk around your apartment. She would walk around her apartment, or like it would be like a fun surprise for a guy, like to pull down
0: your pants. Well, I mean, I know years ago they were like, oh, make your whatever your bush into this, like his, you know, initial or something. Like, yeah, I'm like who thinks that's cute? Like, yeah, but that no, to me is not sexy. St- yeah. Like, I don't know what guy would think that's sexy. I think that sounds painful. Yeah, and but I would be curious. I mean, that's something I would definitely like to Google. Well, the whole book is like a retard's
1: guide to sex, essentially. Like, it's like, <laughs> like did she very, coin that term? I mean, she's out there. I think she thinks she did, and I believe she is credited with it in some circles. Like some places I've read, she was like the person to first talk about bajazling. I don't think she was. Uh, um, but <laughs> uh, I want to know if he had any good stories about. JLH, you know, we really didn't talk about it that much. Like everything that I heard
0: is in the book, and um, I was, I was actually on the show. We were talking about like past relationships, and I had dated actors, and he had dated actresses or well, right. actress. He had dated her, and like it was they filmed it. It was like something we talked about. It didn't air, but he was like, "Oh no, like I couldn't like so self absorbed," and I was like, "I get it, like totally been there." Right. And then after like the show, he had told me. I think it might have even been in the fantasy suite. He told me. He started asking me questions about my past relationships and I kind of, you know, told him about it. And then he told me about like the, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but he did tell me that she offered him money not to do the show. Oh, I am sure. And I, but he, he told me they didn't hook up or anything. I've since heard different reports um, because during that time he was kind of sequestered like he wasn't, you know, that he was in consideration and, you know, you're not supposed to date. So, but yeah, I mean, hey, she's a. She seems like she's happy. She had a baby and, you know, if anything, she did. She, I'm sure she got God a kick bless. out of this book.
1: Now she knows what, you know, what, what it's like. So Yeah, God bless. If she can read, I'm sure she loved it. Um, I also just wanted to ask quickly because you've dated, and you, as you say in your book, Jesse Metcalf, Adrian Grenier, like, you've had some, like, great conquests in your life and, of course, you won The Bachelor and I, I believe that that makes most people think that you have, like, a way with men, like, the perfect way to get a guy. Like, whether or not it means, like keep the long term or just like zeroing in on someone and going after it or getting them to be obsessed with you like <laughs> we get a lot nice. of girls calling to say stuff like how do I get this guy to like me what's like your number one tip
0: I mean I just like I'm not a clingy girl and mm-hmm. I think that that works in my favor um I always wait for a guy to call me right unless I'm in a relationship like I'm like okay like I'm gonna wait for him to call me and then like at some point like I'll send something like – I'm just like to the point. I'm direct and I don't play games. I don't beat around the bush and um, I don't hop in the sack with them either. I think that that's good right. too to wait if you really like somebody. Like I'm like kind of like a guy in that sense. Like if that happens right away, I kind of lose interest and I know that sounds crazy. No. I haven't been with a lot of people. I've I've had se- like a series of long-term relationships. Yes. You touch on um, that in your book. Yeah. Obviously. I'm a serial rebounder Um, but yeah, I think – honestly just like confidence is like the sexiest thing and um i mean i have days where i don't feel that way but you know i just i guess that's playing a little bit hard to get is and also i have a little bit of game you know yeah you do that's what a i, bit of I a little little want to bit know more people want to know what's game. your game what's your game yeah. have a little bit of game and some girls like, on the show i was like shocked i'm like these girls have no like i shouldn't say these girls a few of the girls had no game.
1: Oh, my God. Can I just talk to you about who was her face that gave him a kissing lesson? That gave Jamie, Benny? Who, by the way, can we dish, is on Marriage at First Sight. Have you seen the show? Oh, my God. I know. I, 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 I fucking knew that I knew her. And I can't. I talk about it all the time. I knew that I knew her. I'm watching. She's on Marriage
0: at First Sight. I'm watching Girl. and she's married uh, she married Douglas the ugliest
1: guy I know well he's not ugly well, but I followed knows. him on he's Twitter like...
0: talk about like following people on Twitter and <gasps> checking their stream so I followed and I tweeted her because she was like oh tweet any questions I'm live tweeting and I was like how was the the, you know the night the marriage night or whatever um, the wedding suite and she
1: sent me like a cute little winky poo and I kind of know
0: I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone but it's a good show there was three couples I they all got married they're
1: going all the way I know you're well, not giving this well he tweeted tonight.
0: he got some of his mold Removed
1: okay. I think oh, I like that. That is life. That is life. Okay, so that is life. I'm obsessed with what you're saying because I have been telling Chrissy since day one I'm like, I know. That I know, this girl Jamie from somewhere. She's a total bitch. She hates her husband. Like I've been going really hard against Jamie. I like wrote a piece about her where I was like, this fucking. I wrote, "What do you do with an yeah. ugly husband?" I wrote a piece about like this girl that's married to like an ugly guy. She like hates him. But, but... you
0: have to watch. I'm telling you, like I love him. Like I, yeah. Yeah, like he's like quality. Like, and I know Jamie because I live yeah. with her, and she honestly was one of the nicest girls to me. And like she was she the only did the girl
1: kissing lesson.
0: Yeah. she and, I, and, you know, the funny part is, I don't know if it aired, but she's like, I'm going to take you from zero to 60. And ben like, I don't think you did the math right on that, you know. Um, but, yeah, she's she oh was really God. nice to me on my season. I really like she was the only girl like out of two and a half months that ever asked me anything about my career, my modeling career, anything, oh anything personal God. about me. And that's like a perfect state of reference right there. Like nobody asked me anything personal about myself. Like how am I supposed to get to know you guys? Like this is weird.
1: This is beyond crit. I thought I went to high school with her.
0: She's like, looks – Yeah, I thought I went to high school
1: my with her damn too. Brain, trying to figure out how I knew this. Girl. You are you watching? Well, yeah, I watch every week. I am too. So it's okay. on tomorrow night. We um, should do I'm a viewing so, party. I know what. To, I have it on iTunes, and I don't know what day it comes out because don't, I don't. I on my
0: cable because it's too emotional. I'm for chomping me. at the bit. It's so good.
1: Christina wants me to wrap it up, but we like, just got I'm to wrap just, it up. Like, we just have to talk about this so hardcore in real life. Like, Seriously. I don't even, like, you don't even know. I think that she scored the best guy, though. I mean, well, she's starting know. to like him. No, I don't know where you're that. at, but, like, she's liking no, it. No, no, no. My thing is that I, I wrote, what I wrote about in that article was that, like, Jamie got the guy she was the least satisfied with, which means that in editing, they're, like, teeing it up for the perfect tale. Of her falling madly See? in love, Beauty and the Beast, read really the it. lines. They yeah. threw people
0: off so hard with me. People hated me. And I was like, Well, you guys are taking it really far. <laughs> like they're like, Well, yeah. we can't have it be too obvious. I'm like, but can you have it be kinda obvious?
1: Like <laughs> Yeah, and I think what's his face from Brooklyn and, and uh what's her face? Oh,
0: um I like those what her faces I love them.
1: They have like a cute <gasps> He's little so sexy. Cute.
0: Like, yeah she i don't know what she does at night because she says that something she does she's, she's burlesque but she there's does burlesque. something else i don't know she does something else at night too i think vip
1: cocktail something Yeah. Something i like mean that. but he's
0: adorable
1: oh god bless blakely too i, I just need i have so much talking you have to come back i will come back i would love to this has just been so like fun pick your little brain or your big brain i all just right. want a dish I, we have to take calls courtney <laughs> All right, I'm ready for some more. I cannot I'm f- my mind's fucking blown. I'm so like, over can myself. I just get my mind bl- back to this planet. I can't, I can't, I can't even talk my about myself
0: anymore, so I want right. to hear other people's stuff. Let's take our calls.
2: Hi Malls. My name is Stella and I am a fan of a lot of things that you do, especially how you just do you. And I was hoping you could give me some advice on that basically not letting other people's opinions affect you and just being yourself no matter what that means, no matter if people criticize you or hate you or love you, just not letting that affect you, because it seems like you've got that down pretty well. Um, yeah, thanks.
1: Please advise. Okay, Stella, so something you should know about me slash most people who, like, talk about how comfortable they are with themselves is that most of the time we're lying. I am, like, you know, whenever I read negative criticism about myself or whenever I feel like someone's, like, hating on me or whatever, I always have to, like, take a moment and be like, wait are you really sad right now? Or are you going to do you? And sometimes the answer is, I'm really sad. And then sometimes I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to do me or sometimes I'm really sad. And then I say I want to do me. But whenever I like, announce that I'm like doing me right now, quote unquote, I'm like, usually like on the tail end of like hating myself which is what I think is like the case. It's very difficult to just not give a fuck what people think. And I think that the only people that don't give a fuck is like, I read Jessica Seinfeld in a recent interview she was talking about how she just like got like a bleach blonde pixie cat. She was like, I'm 40. I have kids. I don't give a fuck. And I was like, oh, okay. Like that must be nice. Um, And I think that you have to just be at that point in your life. Don't you agree that like everyone cares? And if They say they don't care. They're, like, just lying to keep themselves happy. Absolutely. Like, I have faced so much negativity, obviously, being The Bachelor
0: and, like, being the villain and coming off of it. And, like, there's so many people. It's, like, so much easier. It's easier said than done. They say, like, don't, like, just don't let it bother you or, you know, um, let it affect you. And not every day can be a circus day. That's what my dad always says. Like, not every day can be amazing. There's going to be days, no matter what, of, like, how somebody treats you that you're going to just feel not great, you know. For yes. what maybe you're stressed about work or whatever, and like I'm affected by those things. I'm affected by negativity, and like honestly, the best advice that I would say is like you you are gonna care, and like you can do do the things that make you happy, and you know that's that's how I deal with it. Like, but when I get mean tweets, it does bum me out. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh, it never feels good to hear that, and you know, and that's just like an example. But I experience it, um, um you know, my daily life. So not to be too preachy, but I think it's something that we all struggle with and, you know, being secure and like just staying true to yourself and your personal preferences and knowing like your things that make you happy, like staying true to yourself. Like I know if I'm down, like this is what I'm going to do to make me happy. Like I'm going to go see a movie by myself. Right. And I'm going to clear my head or I'm going to go for a workout. And um, it's just like we all I think we all struggle finding our own happiness, you know? Absolutely. And I think age, like this lady saying like she's 40 and her haircut, like I think it comes with age and I just turned 31 and I've never felt more content. Right. But I still have those everyday stressors and you just, it's, it's hard. You want, you know, if you're a people pleaser, like you want people to like you.
1: Absolutely. And But not everyone's going to like you. A lot of people say fake it till you make it. I think that a better way to maybe phrase that is like, I don't know, like I feel like a lot of people think I'm confident like this caller does, Stella. Hey. Like some people think I'm confident. I'm actually not. Like I'm actually just as like insecure as everyone else. But like a lot of times I'll just like be in a room and say what I want to say even if it freaks me out as it's coming out of my mouth or like hold my head up high or, like, just stand by what I say. And that has led a lot of people like you to wrongly believe that I am much more secure in myself than I am. So maybe just, um, maybe just you know. That's really brave to admit, though. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. No, my like therapist so that, like, says that. Yeah. Like,
0: oh, I've got it together all the time. Like, who has it? You know, maybe some people do. But I think that that's the beauty of life is being vulnerable and being, like, You know, not being complaining and, like, whoa, it was me. But, like, we all have those feelings. Like, we are all the same. We experience that feeling. Yeah. You know, and just knowing that and, like, just being your best self, trying to be your best self every day, which is sometimes impossible.
1: Absolutely. It's Tuesday. Absolutely. And I'm like, is it
0: Friday yet?
1: Yeah. (laughs) But indulging yourself in that bad day, too, and being like, fuck it. Like, Like, just own it. Yeah. Talk about owning it or doing you. Yeah. You know, just do what makes you feel good. And not, yeah. I really appreciate your call Stella and I think that um this is something you'll work on and learn about over time right Courtney 100 percent. you got this girl god bless next call
2: hey my name is Duncan and I'm in love with my best friend Tex so wondering how to bring up the conversation to him and talk to him about it I guess thank you
1: Oh hey, Duncan. So Courtney has some really good advice for you. I I don't really know what to tell you, but Courtney might.
0: I think before you go to your best friend, mm-hmm. I think that you should go to her. Maybe you already have. I I need more information, but it sounds like, you know, before you go and that's your best friend, and you go there, like make sure she's interested, and like before you burn a bridge, like. But you know, I believe that we fall in love with who we fall in love with, and you know, your best friend would only want to see you happy. I don't know the details, but. I definitely think it's worth going for. Right. I don't know the situation, but it could
1: get a little messy if you're not careful. If he broke up with her and you are in love with him, an appropriate amount of time has passed and you know she likes you, then you go to him and you formally ask him, Hi, I am in love with your ex-girlfriend. I would like to take her on a romantic series of dates. Is that okay with you? If like none of those things have happened, then I don't know what to tell you. But like that's in my mind what I'm seeing is that like he broke up with her. She was like forlorn, maybe came to you a little bit or you witnessed her heartbreak, became attracted to her because guys like girls that are in distress. And then you were like, oh, okay, like I like want to ask her out, but like I don't know how to tell her. So just like. Basically just, like, go with my version of that romantic comedy and um, formally ask him. But, like, you know, my theory is also, too, like, people got to fuck and, like, like there's not, like, any – there's no feasible way. If everyone had to, like, not date their friends' exes, then you'd all be single forever. So maybe this guy, like, isn't really your friend. Like, maybe in the, if he's – maybe he's not really your friend. If he's your best friend, then just stay the fuck away from his ex. That's good advice. Right? Is it his Mm -hmm. best friend's ex? I think
0: it's, yeah, it's his best Best friend's friend's ex. But I'm wondering if she's into him. Like, before you, you know, go to the source and like see if she's in in love with you too, before you go even go down that road, you know?
1: Like, is like true love more powerful than best friendship? It could be. It could be. I do. I think it could be.
0: You know, you just, you don't pick who you fall in love with, you know?
1: Just like maybe there's something to be said about fate. The romantic in me. I know this is, like, maybe a disgusting thought to some more modern women, but, like, I would burn all of Los Angeles down and, like, run away to another country to be with the person I love the most before I would ever, like, be like, well, I guess I'll just take my normal life and let my, like, love of my life run away from me.
0: It's It's hard to find people you connect with and you have that feeling for and – but you also have to make sure that it's not, like, the secrecy of it and that you're falling for someone that you can't have because I do know that that is a thing.
1: A and web of you, lies? You no. want
0: what you can't have, you know? And there's that myster- mystery, like, do you want it when you have it, you know? Like, you won't know until you try. So
1: that's my advice. That's real as hell, Courtney. Try to keep it real. Let's <laughs> take our next call. Hey,
2: Courtney. This is a question for you. Um so I was just wondering if you had any tips or tricks to get onto The Bachelor. Um, I'm trying to get onto The Bachelor, and I wanted to know if you have any advice um, pertaining to how I can get the attention of reality TV producers. Um, any insight you have would be much appreciated. Thanks so much.
1: Okay, so she says she just wants to get on. She doesn't want to win. So what does she have to do to just get on?
0: Honestly, that was a great question, and I'm glad you asked. But I think honestly, you got to be hitting the gym. You got to be you know, I want to hear your sob story, you know, like, have you been in love? Like, are you looking for love? Are you ready to get married? Like, these are all things that they're going to ask you. Um, Do you have personality? Can you show that? Um, It's really an intensive casting process. Mm -hmm. And it's not for like the shy or for the weak. But, um, you know, if you have a great story to tell, and, you know, if you're really looking for love, um, I'd say go for it, take the chance. I took a huge swing at love and I missed, but I'm happy that I tried and But
1: you won, Courtney.
0: I know I did. I did, but you know, and also the question to ask yourself is um do you want to be on reality TV? Do you want to be, you know, be known for that? So really think about the ins and outs of it because it it will definitely change your life.
1: Okay, so when you say like it's an intensive process and it's not for the the week or whatever, what do you what's the what's the hardest part of getting on?
0: I think honestly, like just the casting and the packing and the whole thing and like, and just getting your mind wrapped around, like it's fun to think about. And like when you watch the show, it's fun to watch. Like I love watching the show now, but when you're actually living it and you are doing interviews all day and you're having to talk about your personal life, like for me, that was the hardest part Right, was like having to be open and honest and, you know, vulnerable. 24-7. Okay. You know, I'm not that girl who's like just wants to like tell the world, you know, how I'm feeling and let alone like when I just met somebody, you know, it's like I don't know if I'm falling in love. Like I don't want to talk about it like but you have to. So you're forced into having to share your feelings all the time.
1: So it's best when like you have a sob story like someone close to you died. Yeah. The, I always say there's like 10
0: types of people like there's you have the sob story or, um you know, the heartbreak story or, you know. A phantom ailment or whatever. I mean, mm. there's always a variety. The girl with one arm. I yeah. just saw her last night. Yeah. Oh, she was on uh, Bachelor of Paradise, Sarah Heron. She's actually oh, really she sweet. Yeah, um, of course. I've met her. She loves the marina. But you know, I mean there's also like I don't know. I just think if she really wants it, you know, definitely like i have to see something in her. So just don't be like the rest of them, darling.
1: But a sickening body is like the first thing through the door. Have they ever had someone on that like does not look dope in a bikini? I mean, I feel like everybody
0: gets, like, in bachelor shape and, like, everyone works yeah. out while they're on there. But, like, they have. They, I mean, they've had some girls that are definitely, like, there's, a, like I said, a variety, you the know? The
1: teeth, the white teeth across the board. I know. There's I a lot mean, of white like, teeth. It's, like, as if they were never, like, it's as if they've never touched a thing to their adult teeth like since they were a teen.
0: I know. They're way whiter than mine. Like, I, one girl was, like, doing Crest White strips, like – all that stuff like like treat it as like you're getting ready to go to like the biggest
1: event of your life because about 10 million viewers are gonna watch it so if you're living in like maine or something and you're not ashley and you're not a dentist and you don't have like access to like all of these things that all these girls have like you don't have like i've seen some girls with some dresses that i'm like okay the best you had was a mall like mm -hmm. or like you Mm -hmm. know whatever but my season i saw a couple dresses i was like oh that's like a
0: Sequin mess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, for real. It's not prom.
0: No. But well, um, it's not prom people. Or like a prom themed adult party. <laughs> but I think people like to go for sparkles and like color and bright. And that's why I wore black. Cause I right. was like, you know, I obviously subconsciously knew I was like, you know, going to my death. But if you <laughs> have limited,
1: if you have limited resources, like let's say you're on a budget or let's right. say you are, you know, you don't have access to like, anything more than cross white strips and you know you can't get a brazilian blow dry you don't have money for hair extent what do you do because like i know there's some girls that must run up there like with nothing but like two grand in their pocket and a smile on their face yeah
0: you know just bring the personality i think that at the end of the day it is the show is about finding love and you know go to cvs get those cross white strips you know it's mm-hmm. all about personality and i think you know there is no stylist there is no makeup you know learn get online learn how to do your makeup, and. Do your hair and um, bring the personality. I think that most guys are looking for normal girls. Yes. And um, do your research. Watch the show. That's what I would definitely say is watch past seasons and watch the interviews and, you know, learn what not to do or what try to like kind of stay away from some of the trouble if you actually get on. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, definitely apply. And like the main thing is just to be honest because if you're not, that could come back to bite you in the ass too.
1: But, Courtney, when you say that most guys are looking for normal girls, like, I have to just say realistically, like, you're a model. (laughs) Catherine's, like, normal, sweet, but Shauna has a very specific set of views that are, like, hard to, like, capture for most people willing to go on a reality show. Um, Emily is, like, gorgeous and, like, clearly has had, like, you know, her teeth are done, stuff's done. And then, like, uh, you know, I think The Bachelorette is more true to, like – but I still sometimes you see, like, Allie pick the hotter guy, Andy picked right. the hotter guy.
0: Um, well, maybe there's just more chemistry involved in that. You know, it's, like, all about – you know, there's that uh, initial attraction, but – you know, and also, and I, I hate to say, like, normal, but I live in L.A., and I've been in L.A. for 11 years, so it's different. Maybe my sense of normal is a little bit skewed. Right. You know, but, like, I've dated guys who are like, oh, models, you know, and they're like, but you seem so normal. Like, you know, I yeah. get that sometimes because some people can get caught up. So I live in a different world. <laughs>
1: yeah. <But laughs> you know. But every guy, I mean, I've Like, down to earth is the best
0: way I could put it. Down you know? to earth. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think most guys I've seen always pick the hotter girl, though, I hate to say. Yeah. I know. It's like, you know. You wanna believe, but like the one time I saw Jason pick the not as hot girl, he switched out at the after
0: I really? I, I thought they were both so cute and like in hotness on the scale of hotness.
1: But I think Molly well, I just I like Molly's preppiness. That's yeah. I think I'm probably more drawn to her personal style. That's right. probably what it is.
0: Oh gosh, and the other girl um Melissa, Melissa, yeah. Melissa, she did good, too. She went on to Dancing with the Stars and won. Oh, she did? The all-star
1: season. So, I had no idea. Hey, no shame in that. God you bless. You know, everybody ends up happy. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. God bless. So, you guys, you know every week I give a song that costs $1.29 on iTunes to my favorite caller of the week. Last week's caller is Jackson. Jackson and All Your Scandal. If you email me at please advise askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. I will give you your song. I'll personally select it for you. In addition to that, I will give a song that costs $1.29 to anyone that retweets, reblogs, or gives us five stars in the iTunes store and gives us a positive review. Who, like, I kind of am obsessed with. Like, if I like your avatar, if I think your blog's cute, or, like, I really like your review. We'll find a way to get in touch with you. Chrissy the Front turns on it, and we will get you your songs. Thanks. Okay, so this is an update call from a woman who sent us a little bit of, like, a, what was it, a phone call or an email? I think it was an email. Okay, an email being like, oh, yeah, it's like I'm dating this guy, and he doesn't speak to me Monday through Friday, and he, like, doesn't acknowledge me, and when I talk to him, he, like, phases me out and, like, tells me to fuck off, and, um, yeah, she left us a a follow-up.
2: Hey, Miles, it's Steve calling calling in with an update. I'm all tongue-tied because my first phone call got cut off, but anyhow... I'm calling to let you know that although your advice was very entertaining, you and Derek made me laugh a lot, Um, that was not the case. I ended up having a very emotional night with the guy who I was not calling me enough during the week to where at the end of the emotion, I said, I want you to be my boyfriend, and he said, you're my girlfriend. So I guess it was no question in his mind. Hopefully, we'll define things more later on in our relationship. And we had a really good laugh over the fact that uh, you guys said to use a condom because he fucks everything. And uh, that's hilarious because it's so not him. But I think he also was a little flattered thinking that he fucks everything. So anyhow, it's working out great. <clears throat> I will be sure to call you when something happens in our relationship that I need guidance with. But until then, love you guys so much. Thank you. Bye.
1: Well, you know, I'm really happy for you, D. But your email led me to believe something completely different than your message does. I'm very excited that you were able to like lock this dick down for the time being. But I will say, call me back when you get your next pap smear. Like, I really do believe that if you had to have this like emotional conversation and drag this out of this man and like You know, I know you want to be like, oh, you and Derek are being, like, so not true. Like, you're so excited to prove us wrong. Well, then prove us wrong because I do think that you're going to get genital herpes. And I really wish you the best of luck in this relationship. I absolutely really, really do. I really do. But, like, he's just not serious about you. And if he's not serious about you, then he's just not a man because he didn't treat this like a man. So... This is either going to be a short thing or it's going to be, like, a a medium thing where you get herpes. All right.
2: God bless. Next call. Hi, Mom. This is Um, I love you and everything you stand for, but, okay, I have a problem. I'm 17, and I've been off and on with this guy for, like, about a year and basically hate him and his entire lifestyle, but I can't get him easily, so it makes me want him even more. He's trying to get back in my life. Um, right now, even though he's leaving for college in a few weeks and I'm still in high school. But um, he treats me like shit but m- most of the time, but when he wants me back, he treats me overly nice. And my friends tell me I'm above him and all these games of antics, but I'm really at loss as to what I should do. I mean, I know I should ditch him and because he's scum and I can do more with myself, but I just can't bring myself to...
1: Please advise. Thank you. Hi, Isabella. Okay, so I think you're in a little bit of a different situation than our friend Dee, who, by the way, I'm giving that 129 to this week because I know I've eviscerated her on not one but two podcasts. Um, But I do think that you are in kind of a similar situation where you're dating a guy who's clearly in like a transitional period and he's not necessarily like ready to give it up. Let me just like lay this out for you, Isabella. Like my first week of college, I was such a slut bag that like I couldn't even control myself. And like I totally would call my high school boyfriend and be like, hey, let's get back together. <laughs> just kidding. Because I was like drinking beer and things that college kids do. Um, I know that like kids are more experienced than I was now. Like they're probably like you probably like blew him in freshman year or whatever but like I just wasn't like that so um yeah I would say like definitely try your best to get over him there's probably like a million guys in your grade that like would totally love to be with you but they don't even know you're an option because you've been all caught up with this like guy and it's easier said than done but like once you like kind of like put your tentacles out there like all these guys are gonna start like dying for you so just go with that Courtney what do you think I think you, like, hit the
0: nail on the head when you said, like, I can't get him easily. Like, if you really love this person and, like, you're willing to put up with him treating you like shit, like what you basically said, like, maybe play a little harder to get, you know? Like, just I think you need some time away. Like, I know it's not easy and it never gets any easier, but you have to have some standards. Like, you, you can never let anybody, I don't care if it's a friend or a family member, treat you like shit. Like, you have to draw the line and you don't deserve that. You sound like a sweet girl. So my advice would be to definitely cut him out and show him what he's missing and right. try to move on. And guys always want what they can't have. And mm. same as, as we do. And that's why you're you're feeling this way. But um, he's going to be leaving and better, bigger and better things will be coming your way.
1: I mean, Courtney, is it cruel of me to say, like literally? Yeah, no. But is it crueler for me to say that or cruel for me to say that... um? Like, there's no way that this guy is going – even if he goes with her through his freshman year of college, there's no way by the time she's a freshman, most likely at a different college, they will still be together.
0: Well, I – maybe I'm playing devil's advocate because my – long-term boyfriend of seven years mm-hmm. was a grade higher than me and went to college and we were together for seven years and
1: but you're like I, a fab model in la
0: like no, i was I living Isabella, in arizona It like, was awkward and i and we lived in the same state and then he moved to i moved to la but like you know i do believe in like young love but like we also broke up at 25 mm-hmm. and you know and then i would realize like okay i want something different you know but you never get over your first love but if he's like guys at that age they don't know how to treat a girl you and that's what I would say is you tell him how you want to be treated and if he can't live up to that kick him to the curb Mm -hmm. you know seriously just get rid of him like tell him how you want to be treated yeah and exactly like so many girls like lose their voice in relationships and I don't know why and like I'm guilty of it I've done it too and but you know if you really stick to like your standards and like this is hey that's not okay don't treat me that way You know, it goes goes to that. Like, you don't deserve that.
1: And if when you say that and he doesn't respond positively, then you – then you just over him. really get over him. You try your best, you know, you and you cannot because I've tried that thing where I'm like, I'm gonna teach you how to treat me, and then I'm I don't get treated that way. I'm like, well, okay, I tried, right? And you can't yeah. like, think that like, oh, like once somebody and
0: Oprah always says it. Talking about Oprah again, yeah, you know, once somebody shows you who they are, believe them.
1: Yes, yeah. Well, that's Maya Angelou quoted via Oprah. Yeah, yes. oh yeah, you're right. And but Oprah, Oprah always Oprah. says, teach people how to treat you. Exactly. We say these things all the time on the pod, yeah. and they are the two things that have run and you true. get caught up yeah. because of, oh he's treating me good today he's nice to me today but he's not nice to you every day honey get rid of him i'm yeah. sorry life is too short to, to be dating a dick what is he on his period what if we just started like woman hating at the end of this podcast what <laughs> is he on his fucking period um all right no isabella we love you girl I want your update like I know you're gonna have some juicy shit like what's he doing come homecoming what's he's doing come prom like you better snoop on his shit yeah you're gonna snoop on his shit but if you're a senior I think it sounds like you're a senior and he's going into his freshman year of college you're going to have, like, so much fun. Think about Kristen on Laguna Beach Season 3. Or, like, was it Season 2 on Laguna Beach? I mean, Kristen just fucking killed it. Actually, sit at home tomorrow. This is my advice to you. Sit at home tomorrow, and you watch Kristen on Laguna Beach Season 2, and you tell me that that girl wasn't so wise beyond her years. It might have been because she was, like, allegedly a meth head at age 15 and then had to go in Laguna because, like, her dad lived there, and her mom, like, could not take care of her wherever she was from. But um, she was, like, wise beyond her years. And I think that we can all learn a lesson from Kristen I know when I watch that show I'd be like Oh I just wish I like had things figured out like Kristen Now she's married to a fucking football player And I still don't have that so please call us back at 323-450-7408. Isabella, God bless. You're the sweetest. We love you. You can email us at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. If you are like ruined on me and you don't want to call me anymore, Christina will intercept your email. You don't have to deal with me anymore. Um, you guys, you can follow us on all sorts of social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Just search Please Advise. Courtney's on Twitter at Bug Robertson as well as Instagram. She's the funnest. Courtney, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank
0: you so much for having me. Honestly, this was fun. Anytime
1: you need. <laughs> honestly, honestly, no. Like, no, like, like, really, like, no. This is this is good. No, but I'm gonna come see your psychic sometime. Yeah, in Santa call Monica, me. Come we're to gonna have, Santa have a yeah,
0: far. You live like in Japan compared to me, but I, I do. Love to- I
1: say Africa, but I guess that's yeah. the wrong direction.
0: I don't know. I mean, Wait. never eat shredded. wheat. No, weed. it's east.
1: So I guess it would be like. You are so, <laughs> so far funny. We live stuff. so far away. Just <laughs> come right down to the beach. Wait, girl, you're crazy. I love that. You guys, I didn't come here to make friends. It's Courtney's book. It's my favorite book I've ever read. She's gonna autograph it for me, even though I lost Aww. the book jacket because I was just having fun by the pool. You're um, embarrassed. No, no, don't, don't be embarrassed. embarrassed. No, you wrote the chicest book, and I'm obsessed. Um, you guys listen to soundcloud things we're thankful to soundcloud for hosting us soundcloud.com slash please advise and the loudspeakers network um where we enjoy being um you know us all right thanks guys peace